This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Arab Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you again, to share some ideas, spend some time, to talk about the Parsha, to talk about what's happening, to talk about this incredible day today. It's the second day of Rosh Chodesh Elul, and Elul is that pivotal month when all sorts of incredible things happen. It's a month that every single day, except for Shabbat, of course, we hear the shofar being blown to remind us that something extraordinary is coming along. The month of Elul is the time of preparing ourselves for Rosh Hashanah, for Yom Kippur, for the 10 days of repentance, for the entire month of Tishrei, which is coming very soon. Quite difficult to believe. We were just sitting around the Seder table, wondering how long this pandemic would last. And here we are, a short month just before Rosh Hashanah, and it's all not so yet. And while, of course, shuls are beginning to open up, which is very exciting to some, people are still quite nervous, and they have to be, you have to be extraordinarily diligent to make sure that you don't, God forbid, expose yourself to a situation which can result in illness, God forbid. This is a time... While things are opening and the Jewish people are coming together in shul, it is a time that we have to take extra care. And as I said, it's the second day of Rosh Chodesh Elul. Rosh Chodesh is a special time. Rosh Chodesh is a time that we are told God's blessing comes in great measure. It's a time of a new beginning. Rosh Chodesh, head new. It's a time where all sorts of blessings are sent from heaven to the world generally and to each and every one of us specifically, particularly this month of Elul. Elul, as I said before, of course, is the run-up, the preparation to the month of Tishrei, to the festival of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, 10 days of repentance. It's a time that Hashem tells us that in order for you to handle those incredible days, to stand before the judge of judges, God Almighty himself, and plead for a good and sweet and wonderful year, which we all deserve, and please God, we will all get. It's necessary to go through the 30 days of preparation in order that we approach God, the King of Kings, the Judge of Judges, on the Day of Judgment and plead for a good and sweet year. In fact, our sages tell us that from yesterday, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, it's 40 days until Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, of course, is a time of repentance. Repentance is a time where Hashem enables us to wash the slate clean, to wipe the slate clean. We begin anew. We begin with freshness. We begin with a whole different energy and sense of purpose. But of course, the month of Elul is there to help us, to help us come to these days in the proper way, in the appropriate manner, so that we can plead for a good year. I say, just tell us that it's during this month that the Yud Gimel Midot HaRachamim, the divine 13 dimensions of mercy, of compassion, are present in a very strong form. You know, sometimes... Hashem treats us with chesed, with kindness. Sometimes he treats us with gevura, with a bit of severity. Rachamim, on the other hand, Rachamim is compassion in the fullest sense of the word. And compassion overrules any type of negativity, any type of strict application. It's a time where the divine Yud Gimel Midot Rachamim, 
are present in a very powerful way. It's a time that we have to take advantage of these 13 levels of divine mercy and to use them, to use them correctly, knowing full well that Hashem is waiting for us to approach it. And as you all know, the king is in the field. God appears in the field. He appears to each and every one of us. He makes himself available. This is something which we have to understand in a very personal sort of way. Hashem himself is making himself available to each and every one of us. He's not within his palace where it takes all sorts of great activity in order to approach the king. He is within the field. He is among us. He is there waiting with a huge smile, so to speak, on his face, waiting for each and every one of us to approach him and to ask him for a good and sweet year. You know, among the Sfaradim, they say slichot, the special prayers throughout the entire month of um, of Elul. The way we are, we only say it in the week before Rosh Hashanah, but the concept of slichot is there, the concept of God's incredible dimensions of forgiveness, compassion, and kindness are there. And this is why today is a very special day. I don't know if you've heard yet, but perhaps later on you will. It'll be uh, on various, various sites throughout the day, the blowing of the shofar each and every single day. We hear the call of the shofar. The call of the shofar is to remind us that the time has come. The Elul moment is here. The Elul experience must be here. The Elul expression must be here. And the Elul expression, of course, is that our hearts and souls and minds turn to the Almighty. We turn to the Almighty in prayer. We turn to the Almighty in a sense of tremendous devotion and closeness, and we ask God Almighty that he give us, each and every one of us, a beautiful, a wonderful, a terrific sweet year. And it all comes within the parsha called Shoftim, where the Torah says, Shoftim v'shotrim, that one of the commandments, one of the mitzvot of Jewish communities is that they must appoint judges and bailiffs among all the settlements, all the cities where the Jewish people are found. This incredible instruction that there has to be a powerful, unbiased, strong judiciary that will determine legality, that will determine the right and wrong, resolving conflict, whatever the shoftim, whatever the judges have to do. It's a very special Arab Shabbos, but we'll talk about that soon, more of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. Shoftim, of course, talks about, about judiciary, that every society, in order to function properly and correctly, it needs a strong, unbiased fair where judges rule and, in fact, that the officers implement the law. But as we take a look at the entire partial, we come across something interesting. We've spoken about this in the past, but it's worthwhile repeating because it's something which is so relevant, not only to our own lives, but to people throughout the world. And that is, we take a look at the parsha, and we see that the parsha talks to us about the appointment of all sorts of positions of leadership within the community, in the greater community and the perfect community. We talk about appointing a king. We talk about appointing the kohanim. We talk about 
appointing the Navi, the prophet. We talk about appointing the judges. But it's strange that the entire Parsha is called Shoftim. One would think that the king is the single most important position in the entire land, in the entire community. Why don't we call the Parsha Melachim or Melech, the king or kings, the Kohanim that served in the temple? Spiritual activity, important activity. One might think the Parsha should be called Kohanim. The Vi'im, the prophets that deliver the word of God, the prophetic word of God, one would think that perhaps the Parsha should be called Nevi'im or Navi. Yet, the Parsha is called Shoftim, judges. Why are judges more important in a sense than all the others? Why is the entire Parsha, which contains the appointment of all others, why in fact is it called Judges Shoftim. And the answer is obvious. Each one of these leadership positions, each one of them is vital and important to a functioning society. The king that represents the executive, something which every society needs. The Kohen which represents the ritual, everything that has to be done in the temple, ministered by the Kohanim. The Navi who brings the word of God to the religious message. What's the job of the judge? The judge has to rule if, in fact, everyone within their positions of leadership, everyone within the society, if, in actual fact, they are fulfilling the law as they should. Are they actually acting as a king should? Are they acting as Kohanim should? Are they acting as Nabiim should? Are they, in fact, not only occupying a position of leadership, but are they taking the responsibility of exercising that leadership, not only in the most responsible sort of way, but in the way that God wants those positions of leadership to be expressed. And that's the judge of the judge. Not that the judge is any higher, but the judge has the incredible task, the incredible task of ruling on the legality on the divine legality of each position of leadership. And this is why all of them are contained within the Parsha that is called Shoftim. And the Shoftim and the Shatrim have this incredibly important, vital task to ensure that whatever happens within that society, whatever happens within that land, within that country, within that kingdom, Whatever happens, whether it's in the palace of the king or the temple of the Kohen or the platform of the Nabi the Prophet, that it's done according to the instructions and dimensions of God's law. And the Shotrim, they are the ones that have to implement it. The judges rule the Shotrim, the Shotrim, they are the ones that have to implement what in fact the judges have ruled on. And this is something which is important for us to understand because a great many people have difficult with this concept. Yes, we know all sorts of positions of leadership. But certainly in the last little while, throughout the entire world, there has been a breakdown in the respect for law and order in society. Now you take any society, no matter which one it is, no matter where it is, if in fact the people there have lost respect for law and order. Or worse, God forbid, if the leaders have lost respect for law and order. And there is no law and order where the judges and the bailiffs cannot function properly, that society will 
collapse. It will fall apart. That society will come to a bitter end because no matter how beautiful it might be, economically, on every single level, but there is no respect for law and order, then, of course, that society has much to fear because that society will soon crumble. There is no respect for the spine, for the inner structure of the society. There is no respect for that which holds it together. Now, I know a great many people don't like the word law and order because it brings to mind a jackboot type of philosophy. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a fascistic type of society. I'm not talking about a ruthless type of society. I am talking about a society that's based upon the rule of law, where everyone, whether it's leader, people, everyone, everyone must respect the law because the law ultimately reflects the divine desire, what God wants within this. Yes, the king, the Kohen, the Navi, the ordinary citizen, everybody must respect the law. And the judge has to make sure that A, he or she, I'm biased, and B, the law is respected, and the shotrim are sent out to implement the law. And the Torah tells us, how in fact do we ensure how, in fact, do we ensure that society will retain its incredible respect for and adherence to the law? It's not enough that the judge rules and the shotrim implements. There has to be that action on the part of the individual where the respect for the law is obvious. And the answer is, as the Torah continues to say, you shall place it at the gateways to your societies. Now, of course, the gateways, in the simple sense, that's where the markets were, etc. But it goes beyond that as well. The gateways represent those places that allow for entrance and exit. Things that come in and things that go out. And it's precisely there that each and every one of us must in some sort of way understand the flow of that which comes in or goes out. As human beings, we are incredibly influenced by stimuli because we have senses, and those senses are forever reaching out, trying with its special type of antennae to hear what in fact the environment is trying to say. And there are two types of stimuli. There is the one that comes in from the outside, and there is the one that comes from within the individual and flows outward from him. Each and every one of us possesses gateways. And as our sages explain, generally the gateways fall into four categories. Sight, what you see. Sound, what you hear. Reach, what you feel those internal feelings and expression of feelings and Debo speech. Two of them reflect the external stimuli. Two of them reflect the internal stimuli. The external stimuli is Ria and Shmiya, what we see and what we hear. And what we see has a tremendous influence on us. What we see touches us in a very powerful and profound sort of way. What we see 
is something which we have to be very careful of in order to ensure that we don't see that which can be damaging to us and break down that inner fiber of respect for law. What we hear, we have to be very careful, not only that we hear things correctly, and not only that we fulfill the mitzvot of not hearing evil or ill about others, but what we hear throughout the day, wherever it comes from, through the internet, on the radio, on television, what we hear, attitudes, ideas, philosophies, some mulberry talk that is empty and destructive. The external stimuli is extremely important. Ask anybody who's in the advertisement business how the stimuli of sight and sound influence entire societies. Have you ever gone through a store and on the way to the tills, what do they have? All these little packets of sweets and newspapers and this and that, which catches your eye. And they know that there will be impulse buying because you will turn to that and you'll take it and you'll grab it. What you hear when you turn on the radio, what you hear has a tremendous influence. External stimuli is something that we have to be extremely cautious of and very careful that we have to listen to the right things. We have to look and see the right things. Similarly within. Our feelings, our senses of feelings, what are they all about? Have we given them thoughts? Have we looked at our feelings and asked ourselves, are those feelings positive or negative? Are they constructive or are they destructive? And very often those feelings within ourselves that can be adjusted rather simply, can be adjusted, if not, they tend to, well, take us over. And they lead us into places which can be negative and destructive. Deeper, how we speak, what we say, what we say to ourselves, what we say to others, how we speak and what we say is a powerful internal stimuli which has profound effect upon our interaction with that which is around us. And these are the things that we have to talk about. We have to talk about in order to maintain a healthy society where there is a deep and powerful respect for Shoftim, for the judgment, for law, for order, for correctness. There has to be the personal input as well where we carefully consider and look at the various dimensions, the stages of both external and internal stimuli. This is what the parish is all about. We have to look at everything that comes in to our feelings and everything that comes from our feelings outward. And it's in that way, by establishing the gateways in a positive manner, that we are able to have those judges, and in the fullest sense of the word, respect for law and order. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the whole idea of Shoftim. We're talking about the whole idea of, in a sense, doing that which is proper, doing that which is correct, having the necessary and powerful respect for law and order. And as I mentioned earlier on, this depends upon each and every one of us understanding the gateways in and out of their lives and protecting those gateways to ensure that the stimuli that comes from outside, within ourselves, is in fact correct and proper. And, again, that which comes from within us 
toward the outside is proper and correct as well. The gateways of our lives are those incredible pivotal points, those areas that need tremendous, tremendous care and protection. Like we look after our children, you want to make sure that only good things, beneficial and nurturing things come into their lives. We train them so that they behave correctly, they think correctly, they speak correctly, they act in a way which is consistent with our will, with our desire. So too, we ourselves are duty-bound, we are obligated to ensure that those gateways are protected. And this is very much the message of the month of Elul, today being Mishkodesh, as mentioned earlier on, the month of Elul is a time that we have to make the Cheshbon HaNefesh, that account and reckoning of life. How did we protect our gateways throughout the past year? And how are we going to protect our gateways coming into the coming year? The Cheshbon HaNefesh that we have to make, the account and reckoning that we have to make before we stand before the ultimate court and ask for a good and sweet year, is that those gateways remain wide open with no protection and anything and everything came in. Or were we cautious? Were we vigilant? Were we looking at whatever came in and went out and said, is this correct? Is this positive? You know how here we know? We make sure that our gates are closed, our physical gates are closed. We're very concerned about security and protection, and so we should be. This is equally important when it comes to the spiritual, emotional, mental gateways of our lives as well. What we see, what we hear, how we speak, how we think, what we allow in and what we allow out of our lives. They need tremendous care, concern, and vigilance to ensure that we remain individuals with a sense of correct balance. When we go into life and we're not even aware of how things affect us, we're not even aware of the powerful stimuli that comes from the outside, which is often destructive, which is often negative, which is often there to in a sense, make us uneasy, uncertain, confused, angry, frustrated, all sorts of situations which are negative. We're not even aware of did we protect ourselves or didn't we protect ourselves. And similarly, how we influence our society, how we react toward our society. What do we talk about? Do we create an atmosphere of calm, of hope? of faith, of trust, of certainty? Or do we create an atmosphere of, well, confusion? This is what the month of El is all about. Mentioned earlier, the month of El is a time that the chauffeur is blown. And we hear that sound. It's the wake-up call. It's the alarm. It's the siren that says, the month before Rosh Hashanah has come, get ready to act correctly. It is the presence of the 13 divine dimensions of incredible, incredible compassion. It's the king in the field. Hashem hands us a platter of tremendous opportunities 
if taken correctly, will have unbelievable benefit in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And it all comes from the Parsha this week, Shoftim Vishotim. And as we go through the Parsha, we see this again and again. How to recognize the negative. How to shun that it was destructive. To recognize what is real, what is holy, what is unholy. The concept of idolatry, the concept of sorcery. How to recognize the function and purpose of the king. How to recognize the function and purpose of the Kohen. How to recognize the function and purpose of the Navi, the prophet. All these things contained within the Parsha. Because these are the elements that we have to watch out for in terms of the gateways of our lives. So on Shabbos, when you have the opportunity of sitting down and opening your Chumash and reviewing all these incredibly interesting, powerful laws, think carefully about the gateways of your own life. Think carefully how you can implement those ideas and make them relevant to your own situation. Think carefully what it means to you in the most obvious and powerful sense of the word. Now, of course, we begin to wish each other a ketiva may we be inscribed and sealed for a good and sweet and wonderful year. But at the same time, let us remember our responsibilities. Let's do them correctly. Let's do them with a sense of joy, with a sense of purpose to understand the concept of law and order in our lives, to protect our gateways, to have that wonderful sense of correctness and purpose which others.